Tinker stands hunched over a computer in the cargo hold of the Second Chance. In front of him, the strange, disembodied, floating brain of Subject Alpha. Tinker curses as he slaps the side of the computer. Damn thing, Nakora sure did a shitload of damage to this thing, didn't he? He shakes his head. Guess I'm gonna have to get off the ship and head on up and see what they got at this station. Tinker turns his back to the computer and throws a simple cloth sheet over the top of Subject Alpha in case someone comes back and tries to poke around on the ship while he's gone. As he's turning to leave, Tinker looks back over his shoulder at the computer and the disconnected memory disk that he's been trying to replicate. Ancient technology, my wrinkly old ass, he mumbles as he exits out of the room. We ain't seen anything like this, well, besides the old ships. And there sure shit ain't many of those around anymore. As Tinker leaves the cargo hold of the second chance and exits out the back of the ship towards the towering structure of Chuo above him. Back in the now darkened cargo hold aboard the second chance, the old glass computer screen sitting on the desk where Tinker left it, a single pulsating cursor appears on the screen, pulsing on and off and on and off. For a while, it does this, just blinking. Then in a dull green monochrome script, the word hello appears with a question mark. Is anybody there? Good morning, afternoon, or evening, and welcome back to One Guy, One Roll, the solo RPG podcast where I, your host, player, and GM, Hero Cities, play role-playing games for your listening pleasure. Of course, we are back in the world of Ironsworn Starforged, where we are following Nikora Sokolov and his crew aboard the Second Chance as they explore the retro-futuristic sci-fi universe of the Forge. Episode 31 finds us more or less continuing off from where episode 30 left us. We have arrived at a planet called Aoi, which is a water world. However, it is dotted with a variety of different outposts. Some ranging from merely a dozen people all the way up to the primary settlement on this planet known as Chuo, where Nakora and the Second Chance find themselves. Over the last few episodes, we have been trying to get to the planet of Tyr, where Creed lives on the settlement of Osseus. Our original vow was to recover the memory core of a computer on board the space station Prosperity and bring this memory core back to Creed. However, in the recovery of this memory core, Nakora learned that this memory core, in fact, belongs to an AI left over from the initial wave of ships that came to the forge fleeing the cataclysm which ended up more or less destroying wherever humans that came to the forge originally came from, fleeing the all-consuming and destructive hordes being controlled by artificial intelligence. However, traveling through the forge is neither easy nor safe. 
and we've been getting a little battered, beat up, completely out of supplies. The second chance itself is falling apart. So finding this settlement, seemingly friendly even, is hopefully going to give them the chance to resupply, restock, and maybe even repair. Unfortunately, this planet being completely covered in water has a massive moon that slowly orbits around it. This large moon, of course, exerts tidal pressures on this planet. These tides manifest in a phenomena known as the tsunami. This massive wall of water follows around the planet at the same rate that the moon orbits, which is very slowly. And this massive tsunami is about three days away from submerging Chuo. When this happens, Chuo will be under the water for many months. Suffice to say, once again, Nakora and the crew of the Second Chance find themselves in a hurry, rushing to get out of some bad situation. Now, our little intro we had. The way we arrived at this was I rolled on the beginner session move and rolled unexpected return of an enemy or threat. Not really having anything specific in mind, I rolled on my list of characters I have and rolled subject alpha. So, I interpreted that to mean that Tinker has been working on this memory core, which has been removed from Subject Alpha, and he has also been doing what he does best and tinkering with Subject Alpha itself. Whether through his own doing or through Subject Alpha working through its own programming, Subject Alpha is back. However, with the memory core removed, it's unlikely to be the same subject alpha that we retrieved from Prosperity. This does, however, allow us to fill in one box on our vow to Petra of returning subject alpha to her family, because now that subject alpha is seemingly repaired, that'll make it easier to do so. Beyond that, I did drop down our chaos factor from last episode, because it felt like we were in control for the most part. And then, of course, we still have our two clocks to roll on, both of which are a yes, so both progress by one more segment. One of them in particular, the most dangerous one, has seven out of ten segments filled, while the other has three out of eight filled. So with an extra big thank you for tuning in to this week's episode and our little introduction out of the way, let's get into it. Nakora and Petra stand on the observation deck which rings the top of the great dome surrounding the settlement of Chuo. From this lofty position and bathed in sunlight, it is warm, comfortable, and surprisingly the air smells fantastically floral from the various tiers of flowering plants below them which line the entire upper portion of the dome creating an effect a giant greenhouse. With the strikingly blue water and the rather ominous slowly moving ridge that can just be seen over the horizon far, far away, the effect is stunning. This place is unlike anything Nikor and Petra have ever seen. Of all the awful places I've been, I never expected to see anything like this in the forge, outside of the private estates of the nobility, Petra says, gazing out across the stunning landscape in front of them. Nikora merely shrugs. 
I'm not one much for pretty sights and all, but it sure beats that gray hellscape we were on before. Come now, Petra. We don't got time to take in the sights. That wall's making its way here and gets bigger by the minute. Let's see what we can find on this place. Indeed, that's a great question. What can we find on this place? I don't think there's going to be time to get any repairs done on the ship, but let's see. Maybe they have some kind of fancy high-tech repair system. I do think it is unlikely that's going to happen. 77 is a no. So there's no way to repair the ship here. In fact, I don't even really think the station is equipped for any kind of serious repairs to be done on ships or anything like that. Luckily, however, this place is kind of dedicated to, well, tourism, more or less. I think that noble families and those members of the various guilds who know of this place come here for respite. You can even go out to one of the distant outposts and really be off the beaten track. You could come here to have a rendezvous, to have a meeting off the books. It's a neutral place. And I think that's part of the reason why it's managed to remain separate from the corporations and the noble houses. This place is a neutral meeting ground. Kind of its own, almost like a DMZ, a demilitarized zone. None of the corporations or noble houses want to jeopardize it because they take privacy and security so seriously. And I suspect they're well enough armed in order to protect themselves if needed. However, given the coming of the tsunami, I think it's very unlikely that there's any real representatives from the noble houses or the merchant guilds at this time. I think it's very unlikely there's anybody important here right now. We got a 15, so there is somebody here. Perhaps that other ship, which was parked out on the landing pad, belongs to one of the guilds, or even a noble house. Are they guild or noble? We'll call it 50-50 that they are noble. No, so they are guild. Which guild is the question? We have 10 of them. The Lodestone Guild, also known as the Navigators, or the Amalgamated Transit Union, the ATU. But at this time, Nakora and Petra know nothing about this. What they do know, however, is that people are fairly helpful, yet cold here. They will assist you in whatever you need. You ask where the bar is, they'll gladly point you, but not ask to go for a drink with you, ever. Perhaps that's because they're kind of a luxury destination, or it's just the way this culture is in general. Regardless, over the next two days, Petra, Tinker, and Nakora get a chance to spend time in this community to relax, to sojourn. When you spend time recovering in a community, roll plus heart. Our heart, unfortunately, is a one. We rolled a four on our action dice, which is a five, and a six and a nine funny internet meme numbers on our challenge dice, which would be a miss. However, luckily, we have seven momentum, which we can burn in order to make that a weak hit. Unfortunately, due to the fact that we are unprepared, our one impact will let us reset to only a plus one. With a weak hit, we are able to make one recovery move and instead of rolling, assume an automatic strong hit. 
We will take resupply. Since we are unprepared, we clear the impact and take plus one supply. Which isn't great, but it does bring our supply to one, and our spirit is at two, our health is at two, and our momentum is at one. And of course, the second chance itself is still at only one integrity. So after spending the better part of the next couple of days poking around the station, buying some supplies, getting some fuel, they managed to do so by just barely scraping together enough credits between the three of them and performing a couple of odd jobs for folks on board the station in preparation for the incoming tsunami. There's quite a lot to do, including harvesting some of the products from the various greenhouses and other things like that. In fact, I think they actually end up with some fresh produce on board, a first in a very long time for Nakora. Although this settlement is densely packed and really pretty tight as far as space availability is concerned, with all the people coming in over the next couple of days from the various outposts in order to bunker down for the incoming tsunami, and the general excitement around what is going to be a celebration known as the submerging when the wave actually hits, just getting off the ship, even to stretch your legs, walk around the observation deck, through the gardens, and all of that is restorative for the crew. Even Tinker didn't immediately go back to the second chance and lock himself in, in the engineering room. That does raise a question, though. Is Tinker able to get any additional parts from this place in order to continue to work on the memory core from Subject Alpha? I really haven't the faintest idea, so let's call it 50-50. 87 is a no. So he spends his days down in the bowels of this settlement, where the processing of oxygen and water and all of that stuff occurs with folks who are more similarly minded to Tinker. He even helps them out repairing a couple of different systems aboard, but they just don't have the materials that he needs to fix Subject Alpha here. During this time here, is there anything unusual that happens? Or does it simply pass, unlike pretty much every other adventure we have, without complication? I'm not sure, so let's use our mythic GM rules, and we'll simply roll against our chaos rating and see if anything is altered or interrupted. Our chaos factor is 6, and we roll a d10. If we roll under that, then it's modified in some way. Well, we rolled a 1, which means it's an altered scene. I'm not sure exactly what this is going to look at, so let's roll on our action and subject. Triumph. Tension. Neither were doubles, by the way. Triumph. Tension. I think I got something figured out for that. So, with their fuel resupplied and some more provisions stocked on board the second chance, Nakora, Petra, and even Tinker, who actually remained off the ship for pretty much the whole time they were here, return back to the second chance. They have about half a day until the tsunami washes over Chuo. And now, looking out across from where they have docked the ship, the wall of water seemingly takes up the entire horizon. Many of the outlying stations have already been submerged under the wave. 
as terrifying as it is, there's some kind of strange beauty to this place, Nakora says to Petra as the two of them stand there looking across. Petra merely shrugs and looks back at him. I didn't think you were the sentimental type, Nakora. He kind of lets out a little laugh. Trust me, Petra, I ain't anything more than I am. Come now, let's get out of here. I see that the uh, other ship docked here has already left. I suspect we ought to be doing the same. They said uh, they needed to start securing this landing pad within the hour. Uh, Nakora? A voice says calling out from the entry point into the second chance. We, uh, we might have a problem here. Nakora simply slumps his shoulders a little bit, looks back to Petra. It's always fucking something, isn't it? Petra merely cocks a half-hearted smile, and the two of them make their way over to where Tinker is calling out, ducking his head under and re-entering into his ship. Nakora grumbles. What is it now, Tinker? Tinker merely points to the cargo hold, where Nakora can see displayed on the computer screen that's attached to Subject Alpha's tank. The word hello. Is anybody there? In the dreaded monochrome green of the screen. Petra coming back on board and seeing what Nakora and Tinker are staring at reacts with lightning speed, dashing over to the storage compartments and pulling out one of her guns which she has secretly hidden away inside one of the spacesuits there and pointing it towards the abominable Subject Alpha. I knew that damn thing couldn't be trusted, she says with her gritted teeth. Tinker, what the hell did you do? She kind of gives him a side-eye glare. Tinker puts his hands up in a defensive posture. I done did nothing. I just was tinkering away on its hard drive. I haven't touched the actual computer. It He kind of trails off for a second. Well, I mean, I had to get some help in order to extract the hard drive. And, well, there's only one of y'all on board here that could help, and it ain't you two. Nakora narrows his eyes, looking towards the mechanic. Are you telling me that you connected my ship to that thing? Petra goes wide-eyed and glances around the ship like it's trying to kill them already, the gun almost visibly trembling in her hands as she does so. Nakora puts a calming hand on top of the gun she's holding. Now, Petra, we don't know that that thing's in the ship. We need to calm down and think through this when we have time. As if on cue, over the loudspeakers outside on the docking platform, a voice booms informing them that they have ten minutes to vacate the platform. We don't have time for this shit right now, Petra. You can stay down here and watch it if you want, but we gotta get out of here. Nakora turns to Tinker. We got something to talk about once we get out of here, but we ain't got the time now. Get into the engineering bay and get the engines running. Tinker takes off at his rather slow pace, climbing up the stairs one painful rung at a time. Just don't do anything stupid, Petra. Subject Alpha didn't try to do nothing to hurt us earlier. I don't think it's going to do it now. With a glare that could melt the paint off the walls, Petra proceeds to strap herself in, down in the cargo hold, in order to watch over Subject Alpha's computer. Making his way up to the bridge as fast as he can, climbing the ladder, hand over hand, Nakora settles down into his chair. Okay, Chance, let's start uh, booting up the systems here. A long moment passes with nothing. Chance? Chance, you there, buddy? A slight hiss of static comes over the speakers. Sorry, sir, I was preoccupied with other matters. It appears to me as though you are in a hurry. 
not taking the time to really think about Chance's strange and uniquely different speech patterns, Nakor begins the process of firing up the engines on the second Chance. Okay, Chance, we need to get out of here. We'll figure out where we're going once we get in the air. Let's start initializing departure procedure. According to the tower, we have two minutes to vacate. Chance? Chance, did you read me? The robotic voice comes back over the speaker. I copy. I've initialized departure procedures with the tower automatically. You are cleared for takeoff, sir. Not having the time to interact with Chance at this moment, the Corps completes the departure procedures, lifting off from the docking platform. And Nakora, Petra, Tinker, and the Second Chance make their way off from this strange blue ball of a planet with the massive wall of water bearing down upon Chuo, which will inevitably be submerged beneath the water for the next few months. With Chance handling the transition from the planet over to where they can enter into drift space, Nakora, Petra, and Tinker stand around the computer connected to Subject Alpha down in the cargo hold. Okay, Tinker, tell me again what the fuck you did, Nakora says. Well, you see, I was just removing its memory core to, you know, make another copy or something just to see how the damn thing works. And I needed some help. All right, I ain't familiar with this kind of technology. It's on a whole different level from this rickety old boat. So I had your VI, Chance, help me out. Said it needed to connect to the system in order to see what it was dealing with. Tinker simply shrugs. You never told me it was against the rules. Petra greets him with a withering look. Do you have any idea how dangerous this thing is, Tinker? Do you have any idea what you might have just done? Like I said, woman, boss never told me not to do it, so I did it. I was trying to help, all right? Now, I gotta get my old rickety ass back up into the engineering compartment. If we're gonna get this thing into drift space, I gotta get ready. Nakora nods to him as he turns around to leave. Well, Petra, Nakora says turning back to the fiery woman, what do we do now? Do we try and talk to it? I still say we blow the damn thing out the airlock, Petra says. However, we don't know that anything's wrong. Perhaps we can talk to it, see what exactly it's been up to. However, that being said, she pulls out her pistol and puts it up next to the computer. One wrong fucking move out of this thing, and we're done with it, she says with conviction. I'm serious, Nakora. I'm not letting this thing get out of here. Seeing the fire in her eyes, Nakora believes every word of it as he sits down at the terminal in front of Subject Alpha, his fingers shaking a little bit with anticipation as he types out the word, hello. A long, long silence fills the room after the click-clack of the keys on the old keyboard. Nakora glances back over at Petra. See, I told you it was, and he trails off as he looks back down at the screen. There in the faded green monochrome, the damning words in the shining monochrome green appear. I am alive. Who are you? And with that, our episode will fade to black. Thank you, thank you so much for listening to the One Guy, One Roll podcast. This episode is a little bit shorter than average, but it just seemed like a good place for us to end it at. 
It's exciting. Subject Alpha is back, and all because of more or less random roles that started at the beginning of our session. I wanted to kind of keep the story progressing and didn't really want to spend too much time digging around aboard Chuo. I would like to see the interaction between Creed and Nakora whenever we are able to return back to Osseus once we get back into drift space. I'm also not sure how Petra is going to react to the reawakening of Subject Alpha, especially since it appears to not have its memories from when they retrieved it from Prosperity. However, that's all going to happen in future episodes, and I'm looking forward to seeing where this all ends up going. Anyways, thank you so much for listening to the podcast and continuing to provide your support just through listening to the podcast itself. And if you are interested in providing support for the podcast in order to help me keep all this content ad-free and hopefully able to keep up with my schedule of weekly releases, do have a Patreon over on patreon.com slash one guy, one roll. If you have the means or the desire, please do go check it out. It means a lot to me. We are now officially breaking even across the board. And in fact, we have two new members who have signed up recently. A huge warm welcome and thank you to Journeyman Stefan and Apprentice Sam. You guys are awesome. And along with my other supporters, including Journeyman JL and Journeyman Wes, All y'all are amazing, and the quality of my recordings and the time I'm able to invest in editing is all thanks to you. Thank you so much for your continued support. Once again, I hope y'all enjoyed this episode, and thank you for continuing to listen to the One Guy, One Roll podcast. As always, I've been Hero Cities, your host, player, and GM. Thank you very much for taking the time to listen, and I hope y'all have a great day. Take care and stay safe out there, y'all.